Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. You are here with Sleeper Kid. Um, the lovely Jacqueline Velvets uh, cannot make it again today. She's been busy as fuck. But uh, we are going to get her back for some future episodes. Uh, today I am blessed to be sitting next to uh, one hell of a fetish performer slash model, uh, the beautiful Kat Van Wilder. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And if you guys have been paying attention to my site and velvetsfantasies.com, you've seen her already pop up for our Christmas shoot. Uh, we've done, uh, oh God, well, the last video released with you, I think it was you and Sumiko, where it was like the, yeah. the lethal kind of like. Oh, that was such a fun video to film. Yes, that was a blast. Um, but we've been shooting with you off and on for the last year or so. It seems weird to say a year because it's like, it feels like it's gone by really fast. It really has. It, do, it does feel weird to say. I come up here so infrequently that it feels like it was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And the first time I shot with you was not even for me. It was for, for Jacqueline's side. And so we did a, uh, prior to that, just to give people a bit of history as to how we met, was you had done some work with Jacqueline for Dangerous Curves, which is a, another uh, wrestling. wrestling company here in, in Georgia. Yes, that is, that is correct. And you guys, and it's like a grappling thing, and, you know, she goes there, and she shoots, she has a blast, but when she came back this time, she had this, like, light in her eyes, and she was like, oh, my God, I worked with this girl today, oh, we got to hire her, and she was showing me pictures of you, like, on Instagram, and I was like, well, she's beautiful, and there's a lot of beautiful girls you've worked with at Dangerous Curves, why have you not popped about, you know, uh, them, and she's like, no, no, this girl's like... A live wire and she's like really animated and really sweet and really funny and so she made an impression on me as well I admit I had heard of her work and I was like oh my gosh the Jacqueline like Jacqueline Velvets but she she really impressed me as well I adored working with her oh. she I, I rarely get to work with other fetish performers who who get it who get it yeah there you know a lot of them that are doing it but not all of them get it and she gets it and I was like oh I love her <laughs> Yeah, and it's a, it's the balance of like, well, not only does she know what she's doing, but she well, not only does she get it, but she also knows what she's doing, and she can like guide you through things. Yes, and, absolutely, and I I love that about her. And she's a great director, so I mean, that's it's such great. a good director. And I think the first thing we shot with you, oh, God, what was it? I'm I'm already blanking out. I think it was it was like a spy versus spy thing. Oh gosh, I'm. It was was it ninjas? I think it was. Oh, ninjas. it was. It was super the the bikini ninjas. Yes, yeah, it yeah. was. It was uh, Sumiko and Nicole Oring versus versus myself and Jacqueline. Yep, yep. Oh my god. Yeah, because Sumiko. That's one when Nicole Oring was like part of your crew or something. Yeah, like that. our Nicole Oring and Sumiko were bad guys and we were good guys. Yeah. I think and that was, was a lot of fun. There was a uh, oh. Uh, Eden was there as well. That's what it was. Okay, so... It was the five of us. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, look it up on velvetsfantasies.com. Do look it. Cat Van Wilder. It's really good. Her debut was amazing. I had a blast working with you. And then we hired you to do the thing with Sumiko during Christmas, which is when we did the Christmas shoot. Um, and you and Sumiko jailed perfectly. And the first thing I noticed about working with Cat was just, like, your energy is insane. Like, you just have, like, this unlimited kind of flow of energy and then of course you're funny and uh you're beautiful and you also you, you just have a really you, you respect your, your fellow performers and you have the things that as a director you want to to see when someone shows up for the first time well, thank you I, I i love what i do i love fetish performing i'm you know i i for a long time i only did a very small amount of it but i the more of it i do the more i love it and that 
it's easy to have that energy when you're having fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to have that energy when you're having fun. And I, it's really important to me to respect everyone I'm working with because I expect the same from them. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm having so much fun, like there's nothing I would dislike more than being disrespected by someone while I'm having that much fun. And I want everybody to be having as much fun as I am. Yeah. I mean, and I'm very, that's very alien to me, the idea of someone being uh, a dick on, on set. But um, I, I, I hear that it happens from time to time. So it's, it's good to hear that you didn't get that here. Oh, absolutely not. I <laughs> love working here. I, I absolutely adore working here. Okay, good. All right. There's not a gun next to her head, I promise. There is definitely not. <clears throat> Clicking sound. <laughs> so there's, we did, um, so let's, let's start at the beginning, because I think the, the best way to lay the groundwork for, the, for a good podcast is to kind of talk about um, your past and where you kind of, where in your life you started to, to kind of delve into this particular world. I know you've done a lot of print modeling and like, um, uh, it, like just modeling in general. That's true. Was that where it started or? Um... I, I suppose it was kind of a, a convergence of two interests where I've I've always been really fascinated with fetishism, that everything about it. I did an essay on corsets when I was in college for fashion design, and that led me down a rabbit hole of discovering mm. fetishism, and I've been fascinated ever since. I think I was always fascinated. I just didn't know what I was fascinated with. <laughs> was it internet-based kind of yes. uh, rabbit hole? Yes, like, yeah. very much. It was kind of me researching corsets and then finding a, a, a lot more fetishism tied up in corsets than I realized. <laughs> tied up. <laughs> tied up in corsets. I but see what you did. I, I found that there was so much more fetishism involved in corseting than I had thought. And that led me to researching a lot more things that didn't necessarily have to do with corsets and really just becoming completely fascinated with that. And I also began modeling a few years after that, which was separate, but kind of, you know, I I wanted to do fetishy type modeling, but I was afraid to. Mm -hmm. So I I started with very mainstream type modeling, but then I, I started to bring more fetishiness into my work and... I, I started modeling for some, you know, some fetish producers and it's kind of gone from there and I've realized that it's my favorite thing to do. I love it. So going down the path you took, so you were, um, you were doing the print modeling and uh, what was your first gig that led you more towards the fetish? Um, you don't have to name names or anything, but like what was the thing? Well, theme? I mean, it was actually the same place I met Jacqueline. It was Dangerous Curse oh. was the first... Uh, fetish producer that I worked for and it was it was kind of funny because I think that at the time I started it that uh he didn't really consider it fetish as much and I was one of the first people to be like but this is fetish (laughs) and he was like no it's wrestling and I was like wrestling is a fetish but it's but it's wrestling fetish it's definitely fetish he's like no you think and now he's like yeah it's definitely fetish work and I'm like it definitely (laughs) is You know what? I went through the same thing. I, I, yeah, I can't even shame him for that because like, I went through the same thing for the first, uh, I'd say, t- and I'll talk about this more when I'm being interviewed by somebody, but like, um, yeah, the first couple of years of my work, I had models who were just like, come on, dude, it's, this is fetish, right? And of course, you, you have that, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, no, it isn't. This is just so, this is very professional, you know, but it's, it's okay to admit that it's, it's a fetish. Yeah, and there's nothing, it's, fetish is not unprofessional. No. In fact, one of the things I love about doing fetish work as someone who did start as a print model and people consider that to be, you know, finger quotes, legitimate, Mm. whereas fetish is not treated with the same respect, which is 
crazy to me now because I've done so much print modeling where people behave so unprofessionally and my experience shooting fetish has been so much better Mm -hmm. because people take it so much more seriously to be professional and to be to to make their performers comfortable and to really discuss everything before it happens because of the content and I found it to be so much more professional and I I I really in what ways would you say Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, I mean, like I said, people are, you know, so much more specific about discussing what's going to happen before the shoot ever occurs. Whereas a lot of the time with print modeling, it's just like, oh, just bring a bunch of stuff and we'll see what happens. I have never showed up at a fetish shoot where we were going to see what happens Mm -hmm. ever. Whereas with print modeling, that happens all the time. It's like, oh, we'll see what we're feeling Oh, yeah. And I, I really dislike that because I like to have a plan. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about fetish. It's it's theatrical and you get to plan it out and you get to really have like a goal in mind. And I love that. I love, well, I love like, creating like other people's acting. fantasies. Yeah. That's yeah. so much fun for me to, to try to get it right and to try to, to read what someone asks for and then really try to capture the spirit of what it is they want. That makes me so happy. Yeah, and it's also like, you know, it's like how Hollywood works. You don't ask Meryl Streep to show up on a set and be like, well, we don't have a script. Just show up anyway, and you just, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we, have a, we have a basic plot line. Just bring a few outfits, and we'll see how we feel. <laughs> Even then, basic plot line would be more than you would get on a modeling shoot. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of modeling shoots. It's like, oh, bring some lingerie and some outfits, and we'll see what we're feeling. Yeah, I, all you know at that point is like, oh, I think it's going to be... In someone's backyard, yeah, or a hotel room. Yeah, and that's or not a very comfortable. Or yeah, but yeah, and I always, I always make sure to offer uh, our models that option. It's like, do you want to see the script, or you know, do you want us to, to tell you what's going to be about? And most of the girls are actually are just like, yeah, I'll, I trust you. I'll show up. Yeah. We'll do the thing. But like in your case, you're like, we today we were like uh, a couple of weeks, like a week ago, you were like, well, what's this going to be? And I'm like, you are wearing jeans and a t shirt and sneakers and you get beat up by a ghost. And you're like, oh, yeah. I was like, heck yes. <laughs> Never been beat up by a ghost before. This is awesome. And it was awesome, by the way. It's probably my favorite custom I've ever done. <laughs> I want to be beat up by more ghosts. It was fantastic so and so delightful. If you guys have ghosts in mind that you would like to see her get beat up, wouldn't that be great? Like specific ghosts? Yes, it's, good. it's going to become my specialty, getting beat up by ghosts. By Freddie Mercury or something. You know, what do you do for a living? Well, I specialize in getting beat up by invisible entities. What? What? Um. <laughs> now Michael Jackson is moonwalking across your stomach, so let's go to make that happen. I could pantomime that. Yeah, we could do it. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so your first foray into uh, fetish was wrestling fetish. Yes, it uh, was. Where and did you go from there? Have you, have you well, really I stayed, stayed with that for a long time and I I filmed for another wrestling fetish producer in which it was much more fetishy because I I started out doing like very WWE but bikinis Mm -hmm. and then like we would get customs that were a lot more fetishy and I started to have so much fun with those because I could I could tell reading certain custom scripts what kind of fetish the person clearly kind of had Mm -hmm. like we would get certain scripts where they wanted posing and stuff and i'm like this person's clearly an anime fan so i'm gonna streamline my acting and my tone and my you know my movements to knowing that and we would get the best feedback and i'd be like yes i was right there was such a sense of accomplishment there so i I worked for another wrestling person where it was very fetishy a lot of you know breast smothers Mm. and 
sitting in that kind of stuff. And I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should branch out and do some more different kinds of, of fetish performance. So I, I've done, you know, foot type things. I've done, uh, like, I've done, I did a custom for someone that contacted me privately with posing and leggings. Okay. Where I just made, like, a bunch of videos posing in leggings, just different leggings, where it was, like, two-minute videos, and I would stand in front of my phone, and I would do poses in leggings and kind of, like, rub my legs and that sort of thing. Uh, I did a, a tickling fetish video. That was that was very interesting. I'm, I'm not actually ticklish, which is funny, but I can <laughs> sure... I, I am ticklish. I am. That's that's not true. I am ticklish, but my actual response to being tickled is to kick someone, which that's would, very, would not make for a good video. That's very common. Yes. That's very common. But my, my reaction to fake tickling is loud and hysterical laughter, and I, I turned out to be very good at that, and I did some, some tickling fetish work. I would I would definitely do more of that with a different producer. I, I laugh every time you say that, and I've mentioned this in the podcast before, so you guys can hit the little plus 15 button if you don't want to hear me say it again, but... It's funny because a lot of tickling fans believe that they can spot if someone's faking. and uh, They can't. And they None can't. of them have. Yeah. And I, I, I like to dispel certain rumors, and that's one of the ones. So sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, none of them ever have. Any producer that's ever told me, oh, and you better really be ticklish because I'll know if you're faking it and we won't do the video. Oh, dude, I had I that I have never with... been kicked off a shoot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just never happened. <laughs> I, there was a guy who, who used to tell girls, I used to uh, talk to them after the shoot. He's like, he used to be like, yeah, we'll do these belly punching scenes and really hit her because I know that if I'm going to tell, I can tell when you don't really hit her, you know? And the thing is, you know, they just know to just throw just enough pressure so you can get that pop sound and then it feels real. And the guy was just like, that was amazing. You did great. I can't believe you really socked her in the stomach. Oh, and of course the girls are just like, I didn't really, but I'm not going to tell you that. Give me my check. And it's the same. I, uh, I won't, I won't name a name, but I had a bad experience with a certain producer, but, uh, he, one of the things was that he was like, oh, and I'll know if you're not really ticklish because this is my fetish. And if I tickle you and you're not really ticklish, then I'm going to know. Wow. And after the video, he was Is that like, before, before he started shooting, he said that? Yeah. Well, that's just uncomfortable. And uh, so after the video, he was, and some other stuff happened during the video, but, you know, I was fine. Everyone was fine, but it was uncomfortable. Mm. And after the video, he was like, gosh, you really are ticklish. You have the best reactions to being ticklish. You might be the most ticklish model I've ever worked with. He probably, said the, like, word, he probably said the word uh, ticklish three times because that's that was one of his trigger words. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I sure am so ticklish. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so ticklish. I hope he's listening to this right now. I hope he is. But, uh, um... Hair pulling during a ticklish video is not cool, by the way, unless you tell the model. Oh, Oh, it was that kind of situation. That was, yeah, it was that one. Oh, well, then fuck that guy. Yeah. But right. like I said, not naming names. <laughs> if, I, if I could name my podcast, this, this one would be called Fuck That Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the name of this one. Um, but no, okay, so aside from that unfortunate incident, you had... Um, oh, of course. Tickling, wrestling, you've done pantyhose fetish. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that we can cover or talk about before we move on? Gosh, um... Because I know this is you're still you're still pretty new. Yeah, I have done I life. have done some some femdom work for mm-hmm. like for private request. I don't do a lot of private customs anymore just because I I'm not the best at dealing with peop with fetishists directly in mm-hmm. the DMs. I'm I'm not diplomatic enough. I'm sure I could learn, but I I'm just 
get overwhelmed a lot and I'm like, you know what? You don't get, you get nothing. Here's your money. <laughs> but, uh, but I you know did... what? Let, let's get into that because that's actually a very important point. Um, and it's something that a few models have talked about in the past, but I think, you know, I had a conversation earlier about it. Where's the line for you? Cause I, I you know, there, there's, when people approach you, um, and I'm, I, I'm a producer. I'm also an actor in my video. So I get approached similarly, not as much, not as intensely, I think, as a lot of models do. But um, when you get approached by someone, let's say DM or email who wants you to do a private fetish video, where is it where the line starts to get blurred and you go like, okay, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable? For me, it is honestly just that a lot of people reaching out to me for a custom video, like I'm very pragmatic. I'm very like... Ex this is an exchange. You told me your fetish. You told me what you wanted in the video. You sent me your money, and now I'm going to make a video of it. But a lot of these people want to discuss it back and forth because they're not really just paying for the video. They're paying for talking to me, and part of their fetish is kind of discussing the video with me, and it can get to a point where they're just kind of changing things because they need more attention and it's exhausting and they didn't pay me enough for this. Mm -hmm. And like, no, I didn't agree to have a big long conversation about my feet with you i agreed to make a foot video yeah and i i have i have short patience for that and i would get annoyed and be like look i'm sending your money back this is too complicated because they're kind of you know they're changing things at the last minute and like like That's i had one of my pet peeves, yeah. i had one person who he reached out to me and he said how much for a foot video i want you know 15 minute video of you kind of rubbing massaging your feet and talking about how attractive your feet are and i was like i can do that heck yes mm -hmm. totally and he sent me the money and i was like okay i'll have it to you sometime this week and then he's like well i want it with natural light okay so now i can't do it in my room at night i have to do it in the daytime where there's a so window this is after he paid you yes no okay. now i need to do it in the daytime where there's a window so that makes oh, it more sure. complicated because See, I, I have roommates and i don't want to make them <laughs> uncomfortable i have i have a very strict like you can't change the script after you've paid me for a policy yes and you know this is why i don't accept my own customs because i just don't know enough about it to do this but you know then it was oh now it has to be natural light so i'm like okay well uh, fine i'll figure it out uh, that might be complicated but i'll try to figure it out mm. so then it went from it needs to be natural light to uh you know, how much more for you to be in lingerie and topless while you do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I can wear lingerie, but I'm not going to be topless. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Well, I want you to talk really dirty and talk about me coming on your feet. Okay. Yeah. At that and I'm, point, at that point I, I was like, okay, I'm going to send you your money back uh -huh. because this is <laughs> because he was just basically he wanted the back and forth discussion. You gave him, he a, little, you gave him a little bit of rope, him. and he wanted. Yeah, he rope. wanted he wanted attention. He wanted to talk about it, and I I ran into that so much with the femdom stuff. I I had a person at one point who was a professional dom, and she was like, "Oh, I can set you up with a you know a remote submissive. He just wants someone who you will send him text messages and have like a few phone calls a week and do this." And I was like, "I." Sure, I'll give that a try. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have access to me 24-7. He wanted to have these long phone calls. And then it was, well, do you have a boyfriend? Because I want him to scold me. And, like, had a really cool roommate at the time. And I was like, say you're my boyfriend and scold this guy. Oh like, and then it was, he sent me... When I finally was like, okay, this is too much, he he wanted he sent me a photograph and of himself in a, a compromising position, and he wanted me to 
post it somewhere where a bunch of people would see it and take a video of them laughing at it. And I was like, I, like a lot of work. I can't like, I got another model friend to like laugh at the picture and send him a video of it, but it was becoming like, okay, this is a lot of work, man. And I finally was like, okay, I can't do it because he sent me his mother's phone number and the email for his school where oh, he was going to college. God and he it. wanted me to threaten <laughs> him with calling his mother. And then it be- went from a threat to he wanted me to actually email his school oh and say that I was making sure he studied. And he wanted me to actually call his mother and say that I was his coach and that I was going to make sure he was good and to embarrass him on a phone call with his mother. And I was like, man, your mom does not deserve that. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Holy shit. And that's why I don't work with clients directly anymore. I just, I don't have the boundaries for it. I don't have the professionalism that's a, that's for it. That's a damn good reason. Yeah. I, and I, this is why I work with producers now because I, I much prefer that you can, <laughs> oh you can deal with the crazy and I can do the thing. <laughs> I've never heard it. I mean, I, I, I know how the embarrassment humiliation fetish works, but I've never heard of someone actually taking it to that level. Yeah. And like, it was like, on one hand, I'm like, wow, you are really serious about this. But like, I, I can't do all that. Your mom doesn't deserve that, dude. <laughs> like, oh I mean, God. or maybe she's used to it. Maybe this has happened before, <laughs> Maybe she's like, this is like I don't the 10th phone call of the day. Like, <laughs> like, let me guess. Coach number 18 is calling. Okay. Yeah. Is that five o'clock? Let me guess. He's been very naughty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But oh it's, but I like, I enjoyed the femdom stuff. I really did. I just working said, directly <laughs> with people, they need so much more attention than I can give them for the price they're paying me. No, 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 I no. have a life. I feel like, well, we, I had one friend who, who she was just like, after like the second email, she was like, okay, here's how this is going to work. Um, I'll continue to talk to you. But every time I email you, that's $40. And every time you write me back, I'll read it. But then I'll email you back. That's another $40. Uh, but you better pay me those $40 before I send you an email back. And so she had this back and forth with this guy, and it racked up. like. God, I wish I could be that person. See, I need to I need to work on myself. I need to become that person. She had been at it for a while, though. She understood how to talk to these guys. And, you know, this is your first, like, kind of venture into that. So I get that. But at the same time, like, there is this mental block you have we're like well i don't want to fleece somebody for like their money even though it is their fetish like when people do the financial domination stuff we're like i'll give you all the money that i have i'll buy you all the shoes and then you got to start thinking like well what if this guy has a family and like is he dipping into the kid's college fund like uh you Mm. know is he just eating ramen right now because i'm asking him to buy me some manolo fucking blonics like see i've always like gosh Financial domination, I know someone that does it, so I know it's so hard. Like, it's not. People are like, you ask for money and you get it? That's easy. No. No, 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 no. It's so much work. But I always, like, I've always wondered about that. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that convincingly because I'd be like, I want you to empty your bank account right now. And then I'd be like, hey, you're okay, right? (laughs) (laughs) His boner goes away. I know. Don't ask me if I'm okay. Yeah, I, I was the same with, like, the, the femdom stuff. I did a remote femdom once where, like, we were webcam. It's the only time I did it. And the guy started crying, and I was like, are you okay? And he was like, I'm fine, don't! Like, and I'm like, I'm not mean enough for this. I can't see you when I do this. I don't want to make people cry. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that makes you, uh, you know, a fine person. And I know people who are okay. I mean, and it's all about navigating that particular dynamic. I get that. But 
I couldn't do it. I mean, if I had to put myself in your shoes and I was asked to do financial domination, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think when you're directly interacting with somebody else, to me, you just have to know them so much better than I would ever know somebody. Because for me, like, direct kink between two people is so about communication. Yeah. Like, I would have to know that person. I would have to know, like, what makes them tick? What are their triggers? What would be something they would not like? What would be too far? Like, I have to know that before going into something like that. And also on top of that, there's that I know as a, as a, as a male member of the species that, you know, when you get into, when you find a kink being represented online that you like, you'll buy those clips. You'll purchase those clips. Oh, yeah. But if you're somebody who gets into it very deeply, then you, you'll spend tons of money on, on seeing those clips. Um, Absolutely. Now, what happens when you are, you know, the same person who suddenly experiences that direct connection with somebody? You will empty your bank accounts to keep feeding that particular, uh, you know, that, 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 that particular need. And you might, and my fear is like certain people might not think of others that are reliant on that particular cash flow before they like empty those accounts, you know, like that's my fear. And I have had a lot of Dom friends who are like, well, fuck them. If they're willing to give it to me, I'll take it. And I'm just like, but yeah, come on, dude. Like, what if like this guy's just not thinking straight and he, he gives you money that was meant for something else. And now this other person who was expecting that is, is, is dry. I, I agree with you so much on that. And like, I, I know people who can do it and I'm like, I, I feel you and this is your job. And like, you have a lot of rage. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could knowingly ruin another person's life. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and even if that's their kink. Yeah. And my thing is, like, if I was a, a model, I would be like, okay, give me a profile as to what your financial situation is. Like, you know, and it, it, being that you're a dom, you could be like, put your foot down and be like, tell me about your wife, tell me about your life, tell me about your kids. I, I did used to tell uh, people who I was doing femdom stuff for, I was like, and now you're going to go home and you're going to ask your wife what she wants and you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is your, has your lawn been mowed? Honestly, like it's, I'm just, I'm too nice. Like I, this is why I want to work for producers instead. Yeah, I, it's I once, easier to just like show up on set. I once think? had a guy reach out to me and say he would pay me two grand to kick him in the balls. And I was like, can I bring a bodyguard? And he was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going gonna, to absolutely do this. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, I'm serious. I will really meet you and I will really kick you in the balls. Like, are you serious? And he comes back with only if you promise they'll rupture. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to rupture your testicles. That is dangerous and bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Um, I'm I'm sorry. You're going to have to know. Nope. Not me. I had a friend who, um, uh, she she did a session where she had to, like, basically trample a guy. And uh, the guy was like an ex-military dude. Like, uh, I mean, that's very common. There's a lot of ex-military guys who come to, to doms because, you know, I mean, they're constantly in control and they want to be controlled. It's that, that, that flip. But she, you know, these, these girls do trampling uh, sessions where it's like they step on guys and they jump on top of dudes and they jump on their balls and they jump on their legs and jump on their stomachs. And uh, he kept on saying more and more and more and more. And she jumped higher and higher and higher because she was like, all right, I'll keep doing it. And she cracked his sternum. And she oh felt my it. God. She felt it. And she stopped and she freaked out and she was like holding her hand over her mouth and her eyes wide. 
And he just got up and he just like gave her the money. He was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Okay, I'll see you later. Put on his clothes and like left. And to him, it was like this glorious moment of like, she did it. Like it'll never be better than this. To her, she was fucking mortified. She was terrified. I would be, okay. Like I have a story that's not that bad, but (laughs) I did a cat fight once. I was, it was a thousand dollars per girl and the winner got another 500. And you can't find this cat fight anywhere because it didn't happen. Yeah, I have a whole list of opinions on that, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I psyched myself out so much for it. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna re- I've never been in a real fight, not like this. Like, I've like d- defended myself from stupid things, but like I've never been in a fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I psyched myself out. I was freaked out about it. I was like, I'm gonna get really hurt. I can't believe I'm gonna do this. You know, I had pictures of the girl and like she was a, also never been in a fight, similar weight, similar size, all that. Like, I had pictures of her and I was like, she looks crazy. She looks like she's <laughs> gonna tear me apart. Like I sent a nice selfie and hers was like with red light behind her and big crazy uh, eyes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have taken a crazier selfie. Mm-hmm. So I showed up for this. I was flown out to it. Again, I won't name the place, but I was flown out to it. I showed up to it. I was like, had had like a Pedialyte and two Red Bulls. <laughs> like I was ready. I was, I was hyped. I was proud. There was probably so much adrenaline coursing through me. Like I was <laughs> terrified. So I get out onto the ring with this girl and, you know, we start kind of grappling with each other, all that. And I'm, I started punching her and like, she had no reaction. She just stared at me while I'm punching her in the stomach. She stared at me and I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So I just keep punching, keep punching, keep punching. And like, I kind of pushed her and I, I kicked her. And she made a sound and I kind of like, I whispered, I was like, are you good? And she was like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I kicked her a second time and she screamed like someone had stabbed her. And I jumped off the mat. I was like, I tap out, tap, tap, tap. Are you okay? And she started like, oh my God, she kicked me in the kidney. She's dangerous. She's, she's going to hurt somebody. I'm not doing this fight. And then she turned around and goes, I didn't tap out. Oh my God. And like, I was, I was crying. Like I was inconsolable. I went in the bathroom and I was crying. I was like, I almost hurt somebody. I can't believe I agreed to this. What if she has to go to the hospital? So the guys, the guy that filmed it was having to like console me and he paid us both, even though we weren't supposed to get paid if we didn't finish the fight. He paid us anyway. Like, because he knew he, he yeah, I'm, I was like inconsolable. She was was like, I'm going to have to drive straight to the emergency room now. But never mind, I'm good. I'm good. It'll be fine. I'm good. I, I'll probably be okay. So he's like, let me take you out for some dinner. It's fine. Nothing's, it's fine. You get paid. So he's like, let's see if she wants to go to dinner too. So we walk down to her hotel room. And we're about to knock on the door. And we hear her on the phone like laughing hysterically. And she's like... I didn't even tap out and I got paid for the whole fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it, it freaked did me out. Did you guys out. take her out to dinner? <laughs> no, we did not. We did not knock and we did not take her out for dinner. But that was like, 
Oh, oh my, my god. god. Would it take it out to dinner and like the end just slide the check over to her and be like, you got paid so much for doing jack shit. I know. I was I was furious because like... Cause she put you through that. She put me through that. I yeah. thought I really hurt her and I didn't hurt her at all. She just basically, she saw how upset I was when she screamed and decided to play it. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I I'm probably would not do a cat fight again. Like I almost said yes to it again and then I was like, actually, no. <laughs> And there's different levels of cat fighting and, and grappling. Like if I, I, I shot one where it was like uh, two of my friends who I, I trust dearly and they were like, okay, we'll do a, we'll do a grappling thing for you because it was a custom and the guy really wanted to see them grapple. And they were both, the important part is they were both trained. They were both trained in MMA and they'd done, um, they'd done BJJ, you know, like they, they'd done, they did it for years. And so I was like, okay, how do you guys want to do this? And they were just like, all right, well, we're going to spar. It's, it's going to be a friendly sparring session. When someone taps, you know, we cut for a second, let them recover, and then we'll do the next scene. And like, it, was, it went beautifully because they, they understood the limitations. So when, you know, when someone tapped, that was it. There was no ego. It was just like, congratulations, shake hands, and then go to your corners. But in this case, the thing that pisses me off about this situation, I'm like, yeah, obviously we want to pour a lot of hate on the girl that made you go through that because that was shitty. But... The producer who is willing to bring two uh, models into a scenario and say, I'm going to pay you $500 if you win, you're, setting, you're, you're literally setting up disaster. Because if someone really needs that money, they will do some fucked up shit to get it. And what yeah. if you have this girl trapped in a move and she reaches up and fucking claws your face or, you know... There was a no faces rule. Or she, you know, just does something really dirty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They they clipped our nails before the fight. They, like, we had to have our nails specifically inspected. They We went over the rules, no faces, no... That, there were rules in place, but it was still, like... Uh, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't do it again just because, like, I don't like hurting people. Yeah. Like, I like to think I'm a badass, but I don't want to hurt somebody that didn't do anything to me. And there's nothing wrong. Like, I, I, I'm a fan of watching uh, BJJ sometimes. Like, my friends come over. They're like, hey, put on, the, put on, the, put on the, the fight. I'll check it out. I'm like, it's very technical. It's very scientific. It's a beautiful sport. I couldn't do it because I don't want to ever put somebody in a situation where they're screaming in pain and tapping. And it's just my thing. And that's okay. I don't look down on people who would do that. And you're the same way. Like, it's like, okay, well, if that's your sport, that's fine. But if you're taking two women who are untrained and putting them in that room together, there's no, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's complete chaos because they don't know what they're willing to do or what they're not willing to do. And you don't know what, what that opponent's willing to do to you to get that money. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I much prefer scripted stuff i like I, I did a lot of stuff when i was younger and now i'm kind of honing it it's exactly why i'm getting more into the fetish modeling now mm. because like fetish performing for people that are you know who are producers who really know what they're doing it's it's so much better and again i love scripts i love bringing someone's fantasy to life yeah. That's that's fun for me. And like I, I feel like I've told so many negative stories, but I've had no, no, so no, many no, no. positive experiences. It's just that like, you know, went in, read script, had a joyful time, made someone's fantasy come true, everyone was happy. Like that's Well, tell me about one of the um since you feel like it's my, it might it might have been a little dark. Uh something that you've done recently that where you're like, "Oh my god, this is so much fucking fun." Um 
I mean, can I just talk about all the work I just did for you this week? Because uh, first of all, I got beat up by a ghost today, and that was delightful. I didn't even have to pay the ghost. That was so much fun. It was the I was getting, you know, I, I was a girl who played with a Ouija board and disrespected the dead. <laughs> and you don't do that. But in the video, we did. In the yes, video, did. I did that. You did say, I think, screw you at some point. I did. I said, screw you to the ghost. Because I said, do you mean me any harm? And the Ouija board said, yes. And I said, you can't hurt me. Screw you. And I, <laughs> I flipped off a ghost. And that was just, that's just starting with how this was such a delightful video to film. You went, yeah, you went from zero to uh, mistake. Yes, it was a big mistake. You don't mistake. disrespect the dead while you're playing with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to... That was just fun. I got to throw myself around like I was getting punched. I got to, <laughs> I got to, you know, pick myself up off the floor like someone was picking me up while I was unconscious, and that was a lot of fun. You know, th- throwing my arms around like someone's picking them up. We did, a, we did a scene where my hand got possessed while I was unconscious, and I had too much fun with that. That was just. I had to try so hard not to smile during you the whole video. Uh, you slapped yourself so hard. It wasn't that hard. Okay. It was just loud. Maybe it was the way that you're... you're... Okay, because from where it I was... It was a little harder than I meant to, but it was fine. <laughs> from where I was sitting, it it was like, it was like a crack. Like I could hear it. I was, I was into the role. My hand was frustrated that I was still unconscious. <laughs> I needed to get up. <laughs> and but I, I had so much fun with that. That was like, that is probably, honestly, like it's the one I just did today, but I'm serious. That is probably the most fun I have ever Aww. had filming a fetish okay. costume. That was so much fun. Score. I'm yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. Like and I, and it, well, the thing that I think is so funny about um, those kinds of shoots is it really paints a broad picture, but an exact picture of why people like fetish. It's because you're sitting there in jeans and a t-shirt. And like not even barefoot, you're not even doing a foot fetish thing. It's just yeah. like tennis shoes. Not even nice jeans, specifically ratty jeans. Yeah, the guy wanted ratty jeans, and uh, and but you're you're delivering that guy's dream, that his fetish to see a beautiful blonde girl in this particular outfit getting knocked out by a ghost. And there's none of that, like, oh, I have to wear this stringy thingy. Now, now, sure. hey, yeah. don't talk bad about stringy thingies. <laughs> I like lingerie. I'm not a but, lot. But, <laughs> For a lot of people who come into the business, they're, the reason I said that is because a lot of people oh, yeah. expect that it's all going to be very like sexy and attire. Not, not everyone has a lingerie fetish like I do, speaking of fetishes. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, yeah, you're right. Most of the models would prefer to be in the lingerie. Yeah, like I have like, a lingerie yeah. fetish. I like lingerie. I'm like, do you have any customs that need corsets and ballet boots? Yeah. Any? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then instead, they're like, no, you're going to wear this puffy coat and uh, these snow pants. And, um, I want yoga pants and a sports bra. <laughs> I mean, though, yes, a, and it's that's very literally common. It's <laughs> so common. But and, I love that because it's just like I think the reason I love working for you and Jackie is because you guys get it, mm-hmm. the fetish thing. You get it. You're not just, you're not just, you know, oh, this is what makes money. These weird guys like you. You understand that what you're filming is fetish and you take it seriously. And that's how I approach fetish work. And I think that's one of the reasons I love doing customs with you guys Mm. because it is so much fun to work with people that really get it and are excited about somebody's fantasy as I am. Yeah. And that's the worst thing you can do as a producer is to look down on your, um, uh, look down on your, on your, not just your product, but also your customers. And I've, I've been around, Oh my God, I've been in a lot of rooms 
where the producer or the director will just be like, oh, God, this guy's so fucking weird. And I'm just like, and well, I'm then like, why are you know? taking this, this script? Yeah, he's, he's, he's paying both of us. Like, don't, don't hate. This is fun. And on top of that, don't put yourself on a pedestal where you can – you think that you're going to tell me that you are a, a man who doesn't have kinks. Absolutely. Yeah. If and you I, if you say you don't have kinks, it's just because you haven't thought about it long enough. But even then, it could be one of those. Like, I'm looking down on this person's kinks because they're not mine. Yeah, and when I'm filming something that is like so far from my kink that like it doesn't even come close to like anything for me, I'm nothing, still like yeah, nothing this is yeah. fascinating and fun, and it's magical to try to interpret someone's kink that is so far from your own and make it convincing for them. Like I love that. I love talking to my friends about their kinks because I feel like that's when you really get to know somebody. Yes, like yes, really yes. Because they can tell you all day about their upbringing and how much they love their parents and who their friends are. <coughs> Sorry. The moment oh, that they yeah. start to tell you like what their secret fetishes are, then you realize, oh, now I okay, now I feel like I really got see yes yeah. like when my friends when my friends like when the topic of kink comes up and they're like well i don't tell a lot of people this but i'm into <laughs> this and this and i'm like i know you 10 times better yeah. like just this like these those two sentences and now i know you 10 times better yeah. than i did yeah because yeah. It, like people don't realize how much their kinks play into their personalities it's and when you know somebody's sensibly. kinks you're like oh this explains like a thousand things about you yep and it's another reason I love doing fetish work because I'm like, I've never met this guy. I never will. I'll never even have a conversation with him, guy or girl. Mm. But just reading this script that was written by that person, I feel like I know them now just mm. a little bit. Like, I feel like I, 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 I got to meet this person just a little bit and I know something intimate and special about them just from reading this fetish script that they wrote. And it takes a lot, especially for strangers, to open up to you and be like, hey, this is my kink. It's so hard. And it, there, it's so hard to talk about your kinks and some people never come out about them, which is another thing that, like, that's special for me to give that to somebody who may, like, never have the confidence to ask for it from anyone in their real life. But they can ask people like us yeah. and we can give that to them. And I, I don't know, like, I'm getting all, like, rosy-cheeked and excited. Like, I love that. Because I was like that that teenager who was like, I like looking up weird stuff on the internet and I'll never be able to tell anybody about it. But and then I and then I looked up a lot of weird stuff and I was like, there's a lot of people who are into weird stuff. I'm not alone at all. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, message boards are great. Oh, I can just sign up and talk to right? these other amazingly weird people. Absolutely. And even as a fetish performer, I'm still learning about myself and my own kinks. And sometimes like I get a script or a, a request or I find something and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this was a kink, but I think it's my kink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have a friend who she started getting into the, the business. She was doing modeling for a while and then she started doing wrestling fetish. And then she's like, well, I'll open my own store. And so she started to kind of open up her email to people submitting scripts. And she was like, oh, this guy wants me to wear like this head-to-body um, spandex bodysuit. And then like uh, another one was like a spandex uh, mm -hmm. Batgirl suit. So it was like – and she ended up becoming a really popular Batgirl online. And she started to realize that she loved uh, spandex. She loved the feel of it. She loved like especially high quality. She was just like, oh, my God, this is a kink. Like I really like wearing this stuff. It feels good on me. Like it makes me feel sexy and – uh, and this is something that she discovered, you know, well, well after her puberty and while doing this for a living, there's things that just pop out at you. You're like, oh, I didn't know I liked that. Now yeah, I yeah, absolutely. And I, I 
all the time with, with scripts, with research, with all kinds of stuff. I'll just run into something. And I'm like, that's a kink. Weird. Research. <laughs> and then I'm like, research, research, research. Now it's my oh, kink. Oh, it's my kink. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Because that's something that um, uh, the fans of the podcast really get a, ch- a kick out of hearing. Uh, the things that you got into as you were kind of reaching adult phase like is there anything that that kind of popped out i mean kink wise i've i've known i had a lingerie kink since i was six years old and found a victoria's secret catalog oh well you're you're like a dude at that point mesmerized (laughs) but i like i was mesmerized like i couldn't stop thinking about it like my art changed and like i will never forget overhearing my mother in the other room on the phone just like livid with Victoria's Secret corporate about how you can't just send those catalogs to people because some people have children and my daughter spent who knows how long looking at G-strings and garter belts and it scarred me for life. She's right. <laughs> but in a good way. Like, I saw that. There are I re- worse things I just, to I will, glom onto. I will never forget, like, seeing that picture of I've never seen lingerie. And I remember seeing that picture and I thought it was a bathing suit. I thought it was the most beautiful bathing suit I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I came running to my mom with it. And I was like, mommy, I want a bathing suit like this. And she freaked out and was like, that's not a bathing suit. That's lingerie. And it's not for little girls. And I was like, mommy, I want lingerie. And you're like, that fabric will not breathe underwater. And I did not change. I, 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 so many times I brought my art to my mom. She was like, she looks like she bought that at Frederick's of Hollywood. And I was like, can we go shopping at Frederick's of Hollywood? <laughs> you can buy something like this. They make this. I didn't just come up with it in my head. I could I can buy this. And I was always obsessed with it. And That's like amazing. before I ever had any sexual relationships or was even like interested in one, I was like going to the thrift store and buying lingerie and hiding it. And like, I, I, I love high heels. I went through a phase where I only wore high heels and I will have hammer toe forever because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I, I love high heels. I like, I, I'm into stockings. I'm so into corsets. I used to waist train, but I like to move too much. But I, I'm so into corsets. I, I don't know. I'm into like all of the aesthetic stuff. I just want to like dress up, which is so funny because I live in leggings and oversized t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I have a dress up fetish. That's really it. I just have a dress up fetish. That's why I'm a model. People are like, did you be? We had all these reasons you became a model, and I'm like, I literally do this to play dress up. Yeah. I just need to justify my very expensive lingerie collection somehow. <laughs> Because if I wasn't a model, then why would I own all of this? Oh, no, that's true. I remember the last time we shot with you, you were like, you shut up with the bag. You're like, okay, so here's these 16 bras I brought. And Oh, God. You, <laughs> if I lived here oh and God. had access to my arsenal. Oh, my God. Like, I have an arsenal. How big of, is your closet? I have a room. It's not a closet. Oh, it's a room. It's just a whole room. It's a room. I can't. I can't put all of that in a closet. I have a costume room. Like I have an entire dresser that is just full of my lingerie and swimsuits. I have two racks that are for costumes, and then I have another rack that's for clothes that are not my style, but I might need for photo shoots. Like I have a whole drawer for stockings. I I have an arsenal of clothing, and like I've only shot in half of it. I just have a problem. <laughs> 
So what do you do with the rest of them? You just like walk around sometimes? Just like put them on? God, I wish I didn't have roommates, man. Oh, no. But yeah, kind of. I just like play dress up sometimes. Like when I lived alone. You need to like have that When I lived alone, I used to just change into like ridiculous amounts of lingerie and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like. (laughs) I think you just started a new kink. Uh, hey, anybody want a custom? (laughs) (laughs) Me watching Netflix and lingerie. Let's do it. Yep. I mean, I know my, my, uh, Jacqueline did a thing once where it was, like, beautiful lingerie, but also cooking. So it was, yes. like, she made this, this like, wine hamburger, and it was, like... Oh. The, yeah, she was doing up in New York, and, like, uh, she sent me pictures from the set. She's, like, oh, here I am making this vino hamburger, and, like, we're pairing it with the right wine, and we're, we're making sure that it's spiced correctly, but the whole thing is done, like, a beautiful lingerie. And I was, like, oh! Um, hey, that's my king. I know. I that's know. my king. I know. I know. I Unfortunately, love that. And they were doing it for like a TV show. I think like Spike TV. Yeah, was food and lingerie. I am here for that. Uh, I actually know a photographer who is a trained chef who is trying to do a lingerie cooking show on her Patreon. That's amazing. But she hasn't reached the right goal to, to get it done. I don't know if she would want me to say her name on this or not. No, no, but no. You don't have to. Yeah, but she, I, I, oh God, I think that's great. Like, I think that's great. I, uh, oh, I. I mean, do they have like a lingerie football league? Something like that. They do. They. I actually knew some girls back when I worked at Hooters yeah, that did the lingerie Ariel football. X does lingerie football? Yeah. yeah. Working at Hooters uh, exposed me to a lot of fetishism because I didn't realize Hooters girls are an entire fetish and a half. Mm-hmm. Like the I've pan- done at least six Hooters shoots. Yeah, I got. Oh God, I got so many offers to do fetish work while I was a Hooters girl, and I wanted to, but you could definitely get fired for that. Oh yeah. But uh. I have no good feelings left towards Hooters, so if anybody wants a Hooters fetish, I got lots of uniforms. Oh, um, good, because we, we have, like, two of them here. But if I like... have an entire, like, Tupperware bin. I'm, it's, you, you can't see me, but it's about two feet high and four feet long, full of all the different promotional Hooters uniforms there ever were and some of the regular ones. Okay, so next time we do Hooters shoot, I'm just going to ask you to bring all that. Yes, I can do that. Did you guys have to wear like uh, pantyhose with that? Yes, I don't have any of the actual Hooters pantyhose left, but just oh, we buy, have like we have buy sh- some shitty pantyhose that are way too dark for your skin. But they're like, are they shimmery or are they like more like? They were shiny, yeah. They were shiny. Okay, yeah. so I can just buy a shit ton of shiny pantyhose. Yeah. All right, we could do like a yeah, we could do like a tag team Hooters battle or something. God, like that. yes. My wings are hotter than yours. Oh man, I'm here for it. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I got. Uh, I once. I went to Dragon Con and cosplayed a Hooters superhero. This is when I still worked for Hooters. I had to get permission from corporate to do the costume. What was the costume? It was it was like a Hooters uniform that I modified. I had like a belt with a big H on it and I used like the little like loincloth aprons and I turned it into a side oh, pouch with amazing. a leg strap and I had a bright orange cape and I cut Tell me you had like wings of death that you threw at your bad guys. Uh, I would have if I was a real superhero, <laughs> but I, I cut I cut the slouch socks so that I could wear them with brown boots instead. But they were still slouched up above the boots like slouch socks. I had the pantyhose, nice. and I got permission from corporate to do the outfit. And I also got permission from corporate to go to the store across from Dragon Con and pick up two hundred hot wings and hand them out at Dragon Con. Oh and I was so popular. How was I not there? Wait, which year was I this? was so popular. Oh god, it was like two thousand two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen, I think, are the years I did this. Okay. I was and people still like there are people who follow my modeling work 
who have like reached out to me and been like, yeah, I, before you were modeling, I knew you because you were the Hooters superhero at Dragon Con. And I'm like, oh God, really? <laughs> That's amazing. I was Hooters girl, the wing slinging super waitress. That is so good. I was going to like, I came up with a comic for it and everything. And then Hooters was a terrible place to work. And I decided no, but <laughs> That's a really There's a good... great picture of me where a customer brought an actual Batmobile to Hooters for Halloween. Like a real Batmobile. It had flamethrowers oh, on it. Oh, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, it had working flamethrowers. That's badass. And there's a great picture of me in my Hooters superhero costume in the Batmobile. I had, I had so much fun with that. But that is a, <laughs> that's a whole fetish and a half. And I got exposed to a lot of fetishism that way. We would have a lot of pantyhose fetish guys and Hooters fetish guys who would come in. Mm -hmm. And the other girls would not know what to do with them. And I was like, oh, a fetishist. I'll take that table. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think uh, uh, so far in terms of what you've been doing with the combat stuff? Do you feel that you're, um, uh, you're enjoying the role of the bad guy more or the loser? Oh gosh, they're both fun for different Job reasons. Jobber slash heel or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But that also keys into your your own personal like: Am I more submissive? Am I more dominant? Uh, or am I more of a switch? I mean, I'm definitely a switch. I'm okay. switch as all heck. But like, I guess like personally and like intimately, I tend to more towards submissive. But I've definitely gotten in touch more with my personal dom side because mm -hmm. I used to only do it like, oh, dominance is easy to do as an act because it's not real. And then I was like, oh wow, why do I feel exhilarated? Like I just got off a roller coaster. Why can't I stop smiling? Oh, it's because I like it. Mm -hmm. And like I'm definitely switch as all hell. Yeah, you and me both. But. Uh, <laughs> but cheers cheers <laughs> but i uh oh god i lost the question i'm sorry no, was about i like started blushing yes uh, sorry i got all blushy and forgot the question <laughs> um <laughs> but we yes made you blush uh baby facing is i guess fun because like I get to get thrown around by a pretty girl and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Or I get to get thrown around by a person and that's fun. Getting thrown around is kind of fun, especially when it's fake and it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yay. Man handle, female yeah. handle. Yeah. Yeah. I, getting, it's usually a girl, but yeah, but like, yeah. Especially if it's somebody who's like stronger than you. I think oh yes. It's the best. I will admit I did a, a wrestling custom the other day and it was a girl I know very well. And the custom was like, she was supposed to be winning and beating me up and everything. And part of it was like, stripping me down to bra and panties and she put my leggings around my neck and then choked me into a standing head scissors with them and I was like in awe I was like that's the <laughs> evilest thing like what is my safe word this is amazing like, <laughs> but like yeah I, I I do enjoy baby facing but I think that I definitely like I like getting jobbed because I'm lazy but <laughs> I love I mean, being I, the yeah. bad guy. I have so much fun being the bad guy because you get to be creative yeah. when you're the bad guy. When you're getting jobbed, you're just like, oh, no, stop, please don't. I'm like, that's fun. But when you're the bad guy, you get to get creative. You get to get into it. You get to be like, what evil thing will I do to you next? And I love it. We had a video we shot. Um, didn't mean to interject there, but yeah, it brought me back to that. I was working with my friend Sarai who is one of the most beautiful models you ever see in your life. And she was like, hey, come down to Florida and stay at our place. And we'll shoot some stuff. So I was like, okay, we'll go down there. And she's like, what do you want to shoot? I'm like, I don't have any scripts, but like, let's do, because she and I are very, uh, we're both very primal when it comes to like being the bad guy and the good guy. So she was just like, well, 
when let's do a thing where like you know we're both like equal agents like secret agents we just beat the shit out of each other and i'm like all right let's do that so we did this thing all around her house where like she was just beat the fuck out of me and then i would come back beat the fuck out of her and she's like be relentless like make it look brutal pick me up slam me down and these this is like on hardwood floors i'm like picking up like these mile high bear hugs letting her drop to the ground she's giving herself these big bumps on the ground and then at some point i took her over to the corner and like i Suddenly I blanked. I'm like, I have nothing to do to this girl. I've already put her in chokes. I already did this. And I see that she had like a, I think, oh God, sorry. I'm sorry if I get this wrong. But she, it was some sort of electronics equipment that had a huge long cord. And it was like coiled on the floor. So I grabbed it. I yanked it out of the uh, socket, wrapped it around her throat, and just did this huge strangulation scene. And we cut and she was like, you did not just fucking choke me out with my own toaster. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But she had that same look on your face. And that's the fun of being the bad guy. But she had the the blushy cheek. She's like, that was fucking exhilarating. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like after... Now, again, this, you know, this, you know, this custom scene with the wrestling happened. This was for Dangerous Curves. But this custom scene, you know, it happened partly because I know this girl very, very well. Like, I was the one that referred her to the site. So I know her super well. We're really comfortable around each other. And she knows, like... She can say anything during a scene for that, and I'm not going to be like, I can't believe you did that. Like, <laughs> I, you know, we know each other really well, but she was just, I have never seen her brutal like that. I have never seen her go that hard during any custom we've ever filmed. So you were like, oh, this is new side. I was like, I didn't know you were so evil. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't be. I feel privileged to have witnessed it. It was magnificent. You're terrifying. It was like, like I got to look at the sun, and I didn't go blind. Oh, yeah, I was like, the look in your eyes was amazing. Like, I, I had to not smile because you were supposed to be beating me up, but I just wanted to beam at you. You're incredible. Like, <laughs> like and she was like, I'm sorry, I'm scary. And I was like, no, please don't apologize. So when it comes, so when it comes <laughs> to the dominant submissive, submissive roles, it's more about, I mean, and I find this to be true, it's about who you're with. Yeah, a very, very, very much about who you're with. Because I've, you can't do that with somebody you don't trust. I've said before, somebody somebody just conversationally asked me, like, oh, could you be, like, so you could be a pro-dom but not a pro-sub? And I'm like, I could probably be, I don't know if I could be either because you can't dominate someone that does not want to be dominated. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. And you cannot submit to somebody that doesn't want your yeah. submission. It's awkward. Yeah. Like there has to be a chemistry there and it is so much about who you're with. I think it's why like the, the, my forays into one-on-one like pro this fendom stuff didn't go well because there were certain people that there were, they were like, okay, Dom me. And I was like, there is zero chemistry here. I don't know what to say to you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's very true. And when we go to specific conventions, you find that a lot. Um, Especially stuff like a fetish con, not so much fetish con because it's more of a producer convention, but like frolic con here in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I've, I've still never been to a fetish event, you and I want to go so bad. It's gonna. I, I want to go happening. so bad. It's happening this this mid April. You should come. I wanna. Yeah, come down. I wanna. We'll get you. We'll get you a room, man. That That's would be real cool. And it's great because you don't have to do anything. You just walk around and like look at people doing. Horrible things at each other. <laughs> and like, See, I always, just do this. I feel self conscious about that. I'm like, but what if I don't want to play? Is everybody going to think no. that I'm like a looky loo? Dude, no, no. The, uh, so, uh, hey, Frolicon, give me money because I'm going to promote, promote the shit out of you. But like, Frolicon is basically it's a lifestyle, it's paradise. So you could show up and you could just 
So the entire bottom of the hotel, I'm not going to name the hotel. I don't know why I'm not going to name the hotel. I don't, actually, no, they're pretty open about it. But anyway, <laughs> now, it's the, now it's the Sheraton in downtown Atlanta. Their entire basement level is becomes, uh, after Thursday night, becomes a dungeon. And there's tons of apparat, apparatus, apparatus I? What's the what's the apparatuses? Apparatuses, many apparatus. Yes, so like you know, crosses and benches and and spanking tables and shit, and you just like you can get you know take your your significant other or your dom or your dom or yourself and take them over to things like, hey, I'm going to tie you up to this and I'm just going to beat the shit out of you, and then you tell the people there it's like, oh, I'll be there for uh, I need 15 minutes. Is that cool? Cool, and you do your thing, uh, but you're allowed as long as you don't bring photograph like uh, you know cameras or stuff you walk around you can just observe and it's amazing you can be a voyeur and you can also be an exhibitionist or you can be in between there's also primal wrestling sections where you can just go in there and like strip down to just your bra and then just grapple with somebody that you never met before serious yeah yeah and it's very like people get in your your neck and start sniffing it's very like very very primal the, the and podcast can't see the sparkle in my eye <laughs> i'm like whoops <laughs> and there's also private parties that you I mean you have to be invited to, uh, but they're amazing private parties. There's people who par- do parties just for 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 soft touch. People who do, do parties for they just for BDSM. For for I had a whole party that I went to that was just about the grappling, um, and some of it gets a little more intense. And that's when you get the really private parties. But like. It's great because even during the day when you're like nursing your hangover, you go to the pool. Everyone's like being kinky at the pool. You have food brought to you. You can go and like get beer and drinks and like, you know. It sounds like paradise. It's amazing. It's like basically four I, days of hedonism. I always just felt like if I showed up at something like that and didn't want to play that like people would be like, no, oh, no, no, just no, no, a no, looky-loo no. here to stare. And I never no. wanted to be like that person. No. Looky-loos are welcome there because it is a huge dungeon. So when you walk around, it's kind of like going to like booth to booth at Dragon Con. And you're like, oh, let me see what they have here. And then you look and be like, oh, okay, well, that guy's getting that put up into him. So I'm not comfortable with that. So I'm going to go over here where this person's getting spanked or vice versa. Okay, I'm so, I'm so intrigued. It's so fun. I'm and then, so intrigued. And you have friends there. We have us. You like you can like, yay. Friend? Yes. <laughs> And we can get you into the parties, and they're like, here, this is our lovely friend, Kat. And so wait, this means people. we're friends? I think so. Promise? I don't know. <laughs> I'll have my lawyers contact your, your lawyers. Okay. Me. But no, so Frolicon, hashtag Frolicon, check it out. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I actually am not going to FetishCon this year, not because I don't like FetishCon. I think FetishCon is amazing. But I had to choose between two cons, and to be honest, Frolicon is, it feels like family. It feels like you go there... And you can either partake or you cannot partake. There's even a pro wrestling themed uh, private party where you walk in and you can dress as a pro wrestler and you can walk up to the top of the – this is not a joke. You walk up to the top floor and you go like, hey, my my stage name for wrestling is like the – what did we say earlier? The Amazing Nine-Inch Cock. Something like that, like my, Dick Destroyer Nine Thousand. Yes, okay, yes. <laughs> Thank you, James. So it's like, uh, so my my wrestling name is uh, Dick Destroyer Nine Thousand, and I'm gonna come in in this like complete lycra fucking outfit, and they'll start shooting like the smoke machines. Like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, come into the ring, Dick Destroyer Nine Thousand. You come in, and they have like fucking rock music playing. And you can bring your own song too. You can be like, can you go to Spotify and put on Motley Crue's Doctor Feelgood? You come in like. Psh. 
and they have a whole effects thing. You walk in and people cheer you and then you go downstairs and get a drink and you chill out with your friends. It's fucking... Okay. Well, I didn't know that was my kink, but it is. Um, <laughs> being announced to smoke in a theme song is my kink. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The key is when you walk oh my in, gosh. take a deep breath of the smoke and when you come in, just go... <sighs> blow it out and it just looks like you're a fucking dragon it's ah uh, yes the cloud chaser that i used to be is here <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we have a new frolicon pe- person you might um, but anyway so let's wind it down because I, I have a couple of closing questions for absolutely. you absolutely uh, so um where do you actually this is really because you haven't really been doing it that long, so I, I don't know how I can phrase this, but like in terms of, because most people I ask is like, well, out of all, the, out of all the customer requests you've gotten, what are the ones that you said no to? But in your case, I can say like, okay, in the future, what are the things that you will have a hard no to, uh, outside of what we just discussed? Gosh, I guess like, I. And it's I'll give so you a- recent that I decided to really like yeah. that fetish became less of like a thing I did on the side for a little extra cash and more something that I really, truly want to pursue properly. Yeah. That was such a recent thing for me that I'd, I'm not sure if I know. I definitely, I, I want to find out, I guess. I, I want to explore working with different fetishes. I, I really want to, you know, I want to foray into like bondage fetish. Yeah. I want to do the femdom fetish properly. Sure. I want to... There's so much that I want to explore, I guess. I can't see myself doing fetish work that involves penetration at least anytime soon. I, I can't see so myself no doing that. But no that toys doesn't and mean, no boys. Yeah, I guess. But that doesn't mean never. Because I said never to a lot of things that I do do now. You know, yeah, Once yeah. upon a time I said I'd never shoot nude. And I'm now, as a print model, I'm primarily a nude model. I, you know, I, I've said that I wouldn't do a lot of things that I have done now and that I, I did not because like, oh, I was pressured into it, but because I was like, actually, I kind of want to do that. So I don't know. I, I really want to explore and find out the answer to that question. Okay. Now, my, one of the things that I was going to mention is a lot of other models that come through and the things that they say no to usually. And it's just, this is great because I get to kind of introduce you to the world of what to say no to. But um, my friend's in Sage, which is like, well, I'll never poop on camera. That was one of the ones that she said. And okay, another yeah, friend of mine was like, well, I won't pee on camera. But then Sin, say, Sin said, I will pee on camera. Fuck it, I'll pee on something or I'll pee on... Oh. Like, there's a whole desperation fetish where it's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't get into this bathroom. It's locked. Oh, oh, oh I peed my jeans. Yeah. You know? I, I guess that I, I probably... I don't know how I would feel about that. At this exact moment, I'm I would really say curious, no, yeah. I would not poop or pee on camera. <laughs> not because I have any moral issue with it, but because I think I would be so embarrassed I would die. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps I'll change my mind on that at some point. It's, yeah. it's a soft no. <laughs> I think the universal ones that I've heard all along were like, I will never hurt uh, like an animal on camera oh god well that's like okay i would not do something illegal on camera well yeah Yeah. and and animal abuse is illegal i would never ever hurt an animal ever like on camera or off camera i would never hurt an animal i would rather kill a person like (laughs) real necro fetish (laughs) like i wouldn't kill a person how do you feel about the necro stuff because that's that's a big i actually so actually i i know i i showed this to you and jackie but Mm i uh, over christmas i shot with a photographer that does kind of fetish boudoir for my print modeling 
And she has a, a horror series for Christmas time called Black Christmas, where she wraps the models up in cellophane wrap and Christmas lights. And it's based on the, the ending scene from the movie Black Christmas. Okay. Which is a, a horror movie, but... She, Directed it, by the guy who did uh, Christmas... No, wait. No, was it a Christmas story? Fuck. Maybe. I'm not a big film buff. I don't know. Okay. But it was a good movie. She yeah. had it on while we were doing the shoot, so I did get to watch the whole movie mm. while she was wrapping me in Christmas lights. But the the first few... The first half of the photos are very pretty with, like, my body in cellophane and Christmas lights, and there's, like, a Christmas ribbon blindfold that's see-through and it's very like glamour yeah, that's cool then the second half of the shoot the cellophane wrap is across my face as well now like we did this safely there's nothing you know i was never in any danger we the, the cellophane was very loose but there are photos where i've like sucked it into my mouth and i kind of like did the very eyes wide look like it was only it was only aesthetically that way i made i was very safe with it but, like, some models just kind of have the cellophane across their face and model with it. But because I'm into fetishism and because I'm like, I know what we're shooting right now, it's dead body fetish. Mm-hmm. So I did make my eyes really wide in a few of the shots. And I did kind of suck the cellophane into my mouth enough to look convincing for a few of the shots. And there are some shots where I look 110% dead. <laughs> and I didn't publish these publicly. I made them available on my Patreon. And I actually, it's the only time I've ever put a trigger warning on a Patreon set. I was like, hey, just so you know, if you are easily upset by graphic imagery, this is based on a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And in the ending shots, I look like I'm dead. So if that's not your thing, maybe skip this set. Because, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I look like a dead body covered in Christmas lights. This is great. It's so fucked up. I love it. <laughs> like, I have, I don't have a problem with death fetish. It's fake. It's, you know, I would much rather someone be paying for death fetish content than become a killer or be looking for real dead people photos. Like, and that is, that is what we've talked about before. I'm not going to flesh it out because you've done it. Uh, you know, I don't want to get the. People who listen to this to, to kind of, you know, go through a reiteration of it. But yeah, that, that's exactly the point that I usually make. It's like, well, shit, you know, in the long run, like, if somebody has these urges. Oh, yeah. It's... And they need to get off in, in in whatever way that they see fit. Like, if it, if it works for them to just see, you know, pictures of beautiful models pretending to be dead or pretending to be murdered, um, then great. Then yeah. then that could be where it stops. For Gosh, them. can I can I bring up a... a recent political event real quick sure so i've horrified a few friends of mine and really played my hand with the whole uh louis ck fiasco Mm -hmm. because you know there's been arguments about well the the girls did consent and and i'm like yeah but he knew he knew that was wrong there was a messed up power dynamic there and i've said and again i've horrified a few of my friends just blurting this out i'm like how stupid when there are so many women who would have happily accepted his money to watch him jerk off and yeah. instead he subjected these coworkers yeah. who respected him to this when like and they're like well what that's just as and I'm like no 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 it's totally different like yeah. there are lots of women who would have happily accepted money from him to watch him jerk off Oh, and no yeah. one would have been harmed and yeah. everyone would have been happy and consenting and enthusiastic and no one would have had their feelings hurt or their boundaries crossed or anything. Like, I'm a huge fan if of... If Louis C.K. paid me, like, $600 to watch him jerk off, I'd do it. Fuck I'd, yes. I'd free time. Fuck yes. 
<laughs> but no, like I am, I'm such a big fan of like, if you have something that you're into and you think that that's going to hurt other people, somebody out there will accept your money and enthusiastically indulge that. Mm-hmm. And there is zero shame or taboo in that. So maybe that was part of the thing for him is was this for somebody to have that. Maybe it was an uncomfortable, like a discomfort fetish. I, mean, I don't know. Perhaps, but I also think that there's such a taboo on sex work and the idea of paying a sex worker and like is sex work. If you ask somebody to watch you jerk off, that's sex work. And like, I think that when you start to zero in on someone who may not be comfortable with what you're doing, then that that does delve into more of an evil. Exactly, but it. I think that there's such a taboo on paying for that kind of service that there are there's this completely backwards attitude of like, well, yeah, I asked young and up and coming female comedians to watch me jerk off, but I'm not a weirdo. I wouldn't pay a prostitute. Mm. And it's like. I feel like as a society, we should become okay with the idea of paying to have your fantasies indulged because no one's being harmed in that. And I feel like people treat it as like, oh, if somebody agrees to it, then that's fine. But if I pay someone, then they're a victim and I'm a bad person. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. I feel like as a society, we should come to be more accepting of the idea of paying for our fantasies, paying for sexual services, sure. that kind of thing. Sure. I, as long as that, as long as the people who are doing it are not victims of some sort of sex trafficking. Oh, exactly. And, and I yeah. think that <clears throat> sex trafficking would be enormously reduced if we as a society didn't treat sex work as such a taboo. Because there are women who are afraid to ask for help because they're, they are caught up in something illegal and they know they'll be arrested. And so they won't ask for help. Whereas if... You know, let's go all the way and say if full service sex work was legal, if it was legal to have sex for money, then women being trafficked would have no problem coming to the police and saying, I am being forced to do this work and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And they would be helped, you know, instead of treated like criminals. Yeah, there wouldn't be that stigma. And it would be such a safer environment because people could talk about it and people could do it in a healthy way. They wouldn't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be hiding it. You know, the idea of like lying about where you're going because you're an escort and then something happening to you and nobody knowing where you are. Oh God, the amount of people that have murdered prostitutes and gotten away with it it's and gotta it's, be astronomical. It's because so sick. Whenever you're like, oh, well, it's a dead hooker, so who cares? I And that's a thing that not human beings Ooh. say. This is I'm talking about people like police officers. Yeah. And, and, it's, and detectives going like, ah, well, it's a hooker, who cares? Uh, yeah, some of my best friends are hookers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no. I am I am such a huge advocate of like all sex work should be accepted and legal because consent is so important and we live in a society where consent is less important than like oh well i mean i might rape somebody but i would never pay for sex what (laughs) like what there should that should be a completely ridiculous sentence to anyone and the fact that some people think that that's not a ridiculous sentence is crazy yeah like and I don't know, but back to the the death fetish stuff, like that doesn't bother me. I personally think it's kind of cool and messed up to do death fetish. Like I'm like, oh, it's so messed up. I totally look dead. <laughs> and like, 
Yeah, like I don't necessarily ever want to have a conversation with someone consuming my death fetish concept content about like, yeah, it looks like you got murdered. That's so hot. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about the literal face to face, but I have no problem doing it. I feel like it's a, it's a case of extremes. So like um, when you and I and Jacqueline do a shoot and it's like, oh, well, you know, someone snakes up behind you and you get stabbed in the back or someone snaps your neck or whatever. It's done in a very uh, light kind of way it's 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 not because like once again moderation is key because like when i see the stuff that we do it's like okay i feel like there's this really campy version of death fetish and then there's this really extreme version and we're kind of like in the middle leaning towards like the light where it's like there's no blood there's no there's no rape post death kind of thing and, and like i mean i've seen videos on like niche clubs where it's just like and not talking down to the people who put this stuff up. I mean, I get it. It's legal. You can do it. But it's just not my bag. But it's like, you know, a girl gets um, murdered. And then after she's dead, there's like raping. And then there's like, they cut off her head and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, dude. Okay, that's not. So that's that might be the kind of, I think, customer that you might not want to meet on the street. Right. Where it's more like, oh, if I'm like a customer who, hey, I really appreciate your performance in this video where you pretended to be shot in the chest and you did it in a very campy, noirish kind of way, because that's what I grew up getting into, I'd be like, oh, I'm more comfortable talking about that. Yeah. But when it comes to like the, the, the extreme post-rape fucking like blood everywhere and you're cutting shit open and I'm just like, that's just personally not my bag. See, like I think, I don't know that I would want to watch my own snuff fetish video <laughs> but i would do it and i would probably have way too much fun doing it yeah it's, it's escapist but i i definitely i don't know if i would want to watch it and i definitely know that i would not want to have a conversation with someone consuming it mm -hmm. but i would be happy that they're consuming that instead of the real thing yeah and I would have way too much fun doing it. I, yeah. I was almost an extra in a terrible horror movie once, and I was really disappointed that I wasn't because I was going to get, like, hung upside down by cannibals and slashed open and intestines everywhere, and I was like, yes! <laughs> and then, like, later in the movie, I was like, the beginning scene kill, but then at the end, later in the movie, like, the girl who was the main character was going to find my head mounted on the wall of the cannibal's house. Interesting. And, like, part of the deal was that if I was in the movie, I would get to keep my own mounted head. What? And I was so mad that the movie didn't happen because I really was honestly like a fucked up level of excited about like being in a scene where my own intestines were cut out while I screamed and also getting my own mounted head on a plaque. Like oh, I was like, are. it's going to be in my house. It's going to be above my own fireplace. People are going to be like, is that your dead head mounted above your own fireplace? And I was going to be like, fuck yes, it is. So I was, I was kind of mad about it because like, if you want UPS to just leave the package at the door without ringing your doorbell, that's a great way to do it. Just that like just like, that just hits head. my, my edgelord goth kid side from like, I'm like, yes, like I want to pretend to be brutally murdered and well, no, scare the crap I, out of people. I grew up, I grew up like watching so many horror movies and I, my, my first passion when I was young was to be a makeup artist. I wanted to be a SFX guy, okay. like Tom Savini and like Greg Nicotero and like, God, uh, K and B and all those guys those were like my boys and like the idea of like oh my god you're in this movie and we're gonna build this fucking we're gonna cast your face and like make it look like your head's like in, inside an oven but afterwards you can take it home with you fuck yeah hell oh yeah oh my god 
I'd be all over that shit. Would do. Like, I was, like, right on the verge of being like, I will do this movie for free if you give me my head mounted on a plaque. (laughs) 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 But it didn't happen. They ended up not doing the movie at all. But, oh, I was disappointed. I was ready to be a scream queen. I was ready. (laughs) But, like, if you work with cats, she's got a big head. I do have a big head, actually. No, like, literally, I, she has one right here. Like, she's no, but I, I literally do have a big head. I actually wear a men's large in hats. <laughs> I can... Anytime hats get in, like, both? for the whole entire time where cloche hats were in... Oh, my God. I never got to wear one because all of the stores with cute cloche hats, they don't make cloche hats in a men's large. No. And I have a huge head. I'm, I'm buying hats and people here, are right? like... I'll go to I'll go to pick up a hat and put it on, and people are like, "Well, that's the large, so all." And I'm like, "It fits." Yeah, I, I, was I buy in, men's I was hats. In, I was in Nashville like two weeks ago, and I went to a hat store because like my wife was like, "I think I want a cowboy hat." I go in there. I'm like walking around. They had like the Stetson area upstairs, and I go up there, and I'm putting on these, fu- and I could not get the goddamn things on my head. And like, there's this guy who's sweeping the floor, and he's like total like old school Nashville redneck. And I say that with two. two Total respect. This is the kind of guy who, like, you want him to tell you a story? He's like, well, once upon a time back in the day. And so I'm like, I go and I get a hat. It finally fits on me. And he's just like, whoa. Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. And he's like, no, no, man. It looks so good on you. You just take it. You should take it downstairs and pay for it, and I'll give you a discount. I'll give you, like, 20% headspace discount. (laughs) Headspace discount. We both have huge cranium. But, you know, that means we think at a higher level. Yes. But yeah. But anyway, so, um, but I think we completely uh, derailed the question. But the question was the things that you would not do. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the flip side of that question is going to be, what are some fetishes that you've heard of that you have yet to do that you're like, fuck yeah, I want to try that one day? I really want to do like heavy bondage fetish mm. because like that takes a level of expertise to pull off correctly that I've never like, never had the privilege of like being put into heavy bondage by someone that knows how to do it and mm. i want to Pralica. on the same level i really want to do i really and i know this takes a huge amount of practice and dedication but i very much want to get into shibari suspension Frolicon has day classes on shibari suspension yeah like you literally can get up Frolicon really does need to like pay you here Frolicon literally i'm sorry you are promoting so hard i love it it's amazing no i'm like i'm i'm sold yeah i'm sold you have sold me i have a friend who does my friend uh i'm not gonna name her because she has a different name from her stage name but actually her stage name is oh god what the fuck is her stage name i can't remember it ah april flowers is her name i love it and she does she as a she's a model that uh volunteers to do the classes so when they're demonstrating the uh, the rope suspensions she's the one that they basically hoist up and they're like here's how you do it and she's a natural for it and she can get you into that whole world so yeah she's really yeah that's I, I i follow so many shibari models and like oh it's so it's gorgeous and mm-hmm. impressive and it just looks like like, I can just imagine the, like, alternate consciousness you would end up in when that's, like, oh, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to get into, like, the heavy bondage fetish stuff. and I, I know some people. I also, mm-hmm. like, I'm really passionate about, like, tight lacing corsets, and I would love to do oh, yeah. fetish clips that include that. And the great thing about, uh, fuck. I have, Hashtag Frolicon. I have hell heckin' corsets. But if you came to Frolicon, you could literally play dress up, like, three segments of the day. They're like, all right, you know what? This is my morning outfit. I mean, I work for a corset maker. Yeah. So 
But yeah, I, I love corsets. I, I just got my first pair of ballet boots. Oh, sweet. And I am so into them. I it's It's been like three months that I've had them, and I can walk in them now. I can stand in them. I can oh, walk in them. I'm I can so pose in them. I'm so excited for you. I show, I show up in them at photo shoots, and they're like, okay, well, I'll have an assistant hold you. And I'm like walking to the kitchen for a glass of water. Like, it's cool. I'm good. <laughs> they're like, how do you do that? I can like pose on one foot and stuff. And photographers are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, that's so are you kidding? I've only wanted ballet boots since I was 15 you'd think i don't practice wearing these all the time That's amazing. <laughs> they hurt by the way they hurt real bad i was you know 15 year old me once upon a time was like i'm gonna have ballet boots and i'm gonna wear them in public like regular shoes no but i do love them <laughs> i love them too much i'm again dress up fetish anything that involves like fetish fashion i'm like yes more latex Oh my god, latex. Yeah. Latex, 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 latex. I love latex. I love polishing latex. I love wearing latex. I would love to do more clips that involve latex. I'm building up my latex collection. It's pitiful right now, but it's going to get better. Okay. So, the, yeah, I guess those things. Okay. Yeah. And those are things that can be explored through, dare I say it, uh, Frolicon. <laughs> Actually, FetishCon too. FetishCon's great because they have like the ballroom night where you can like show uh, or the meet and greet where you show up dressed at nines. People hire you based on how you look and they say, oh, excuse me, you look beautiful. Can, do you like tickling? Do you like bondage? You know, can I sign you up for this one o'clock spot on Saturday? That's a good way to like get work is just fucking just doll up. For then. real? Yeah, yeah. That's you how FetishCon works. You can get work like that? Yeah, so the way FetishCon works is you... Uh, you show up and people hire you? You show up I and mean, you can also book in advance. You can put up your if you have a link to like a, a photo page or website you put I it up i know on, nothing about this i'm terrible at oh, yeah. my job uh, <laughs> yeah and fetish is definitely more about work whereas frolicon is more about play right so those are the two big differences with fetish cons you show up and there's a there's a meet and greet night where you show up and you dress at the nines and um guys just come out of the woodwork with their ipads and iphones and their business cards and they're like hey i'm staying in this room i'd love to hire you for this here's who can vouch for me you know so on and so forth uh, and then you go and you can do bondage, you can do wrestling, tickling, whatever. And then you can just rack up a bunch of shoots in a day and then take a break and go get dinner. Amazing. And, yeah, it's great. It's great. Like it's, 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 I just don't think I have enough time to go to both. But if I, if I can, That's I will. That's so understandable. Because we're going to do that. We're going to do bond. We're going to do, um, is it called BoundCon? I think it is BoundCon. DomCon. Wait, no, BoundCon, sorry, in, uh, in Germany. So we're going to do that one. So, oh, nice. So we're going to take... A break during the last part of the year, not not do anything. So it's like need to you know breathe. But um, for Alcon, yeah, we got to talk about that after we stop recording. We got to hook you up. Hells to the yes. Yeah, there's still a lot of rooms available, and we can we can definitely talk to some people about getting you in there. And hells to the absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I don't know if there's any parting questions. I guess um, we definitely look forward to seeing what's coming in your future because you're, I mean, like, once again, you have a, a whole road ahead of you that I don't think that you've traveled yet. So we, we look forward to be able to touch base with you with other future podcasts and, and seeing how you're doing. But it seems like right now you, you definitely have your, you, you have your head on straight. You're just like, you know exactly what you want and what you don't want and the people that you like and people that you don't like and the kinds of people you never want to see again, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's so. true. I've, I've, I'm, I think one of the reasons I'm just now getting into the fetish modeling is because I've been in regular modeling and, you know, kind of dipping my toe into fetish modeling long enough that I'm like, I know exactly what I will and won't do. I am ready to 
do this seriously. Yeah. 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 And, and you are a very uh, specific and singular persona where you have a, a very unique look um, uh, that no one else can really match. So that's going to put you aside because there's a lot of models. Thank that, you. No, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, wow. No, yeah. You're, you just have that look, but you also have that energy. And I feel like a lot of models that come to the table, it does feel like a D and D game where you're like, Oh, well, the charisma points, you know, skill, energy. I'm speed. so glad you brought up D and D. Oh God. It's, I use D and D things as a metaphor all For everything. the time. Like when you meet oh, someone new, you're like, time. oh, strength is high, but charisma is low. Oh, you know? God, it's it's literally how I describe people sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what you need to know about this person is that they put all their points into charisma. Or like, I'm like, this person has extremely high intelligence and the lowest wisdom I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, oh, God, I'm so glad you, yes, you get that, it. I mean, that's how I sum up people when I usually meet them. It's yeah. always like at a bar and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to roll 20 for get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's how it works out. But anyway, you guys keep an eye on Kat Van Wilder. I do want to – do you have anything to plug? Do you want – uh, What's I'm, your Twitter name or do you want to like... – I don't – Kat Van Wilder has no social media yet, but okay. she will. If you want to follow my print my, modeling, it's Amy Wilder. I don't mind telling you that. I'm okay. not ashamed. But, uh, yes, if you want to follow my print work and my, my – my uh that kind of stuff it's amy wilder but in the future cat van wilder is going to have some social media presence cat van wilder is going to be a thing she's anything specific like uh any instagram pages or instagram names that you look for um amy wilderness okay is pretty much everything and twitter is amy wilder amy wilderness okay if you search amy wilder on social media it it should come up i'm the blonde one yes okay (laughs) And uh, do you ever plan on doing maybe your own productions, or are you strictly sticking with other producers right now? Uh, For the time being, I'm definitely sticking with producers because I have accepted, now that I'm not young and naive, that I am not remotely ready to produce my own content <laughs> now but that's good that's years good. into working for various producers when once i get to learn a lot and experience a lot i can't say that i would never decide to produce my own content but i have so much to learn and going back to D, i need considerably more experience points mm-hmm. i need to level way up before i am ready for production as a feat <laughs> and I, think, I think that makes you very special because a lot of people, not just women, but men, jump into it very quickly because they think that they got a handle on it. And well, it, that was me taking loads of personal customs yeah. from like people would DM me and I'd be like, hell yeah, I've done fetish work twice. I can make your custom. <laughs> but I, I learned very quickly that no, I don't know what I'm doing and I want to work with producers. I want to learn. I want to do this right because mm-hmm. I, I have a respect for what I'm doing and I don't want to half-ass it. I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to be stupid. So, yeah, I, I might do that someday. That would be amazing someday. But right now, I just want to learn. That's very refreshing. Yes, it's good. It's good because, like I said, I've seen a lot of people jump into it and they get overwhelmed very quickly. And uh, and I think if you really learn the business first and then get into it, um, that's that's a good move. I mean, I, I wish I would have done that. But, like, I didn't – I mean, I started a long time ago. So it was more like, oh, I'm – literally jumping down the rabbit hole seems like it worked out for you it worked out and i feel like i i need to start giving myself some uh you know pats on my own back for that but i think it's say you deserve some credit there it looks like you worked it out 
but I think it just it just comes down to being a, you know uh, a well-rounded individual, but also being able to go like, okay, be realistic about everything and, and do things for the right reasons and stuff like that. And you seem to be doing all of that and you're so on the right track. Uh, and we look forward to every day that we get to work with you. In the future. Well, thank you. I also, I, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely get you to come back very soon. And, uh, in the meantime, you guys check out Kat Van Wilder, uh, Amy Wilderness, uh, look up Instagram, check her out on Twitter. Uh, look her uh, uh, look her up on skwppv.com, also sleeperkidsworld.com, and for my lovely wife, www.velvetsfantasies.com. And if you want to see Cat um, do some killer knockouts slash combat slash uh, what do we do today? Ghost fighting? Then um, everything. Yes, Ghostbuster slash Catfighter. Yes, and Wilder. Watch me get beat up by someone invisible. <laughs> It was awesome. Oh, we love you guys. Thank you for coming back, and we'll have another one for you soon. In the meantime, good night. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we actually hit a white person high five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good night, guys, and we love you very much. Say bye. Goodbye. Oh, give me a long bye. Bye. (laughs) 